Hello and welcome to Teaching Gwinnett, a Gwinnett County Public Schools podcast. I'm your host, Bernard Watson, and on this episode of the pod, we're going to delve into the ways Team GCPS can help build teacher leadership. Now, why is this important? Well, because research shows that building teacher leadership not only keeps teachers from leaving Team GCPS, it also helps attract teachers, and more importantly, it leads to increased student achievement and overall school success. I mean, what student doesn't want to be taught by a smart, confident, knowledgeable, and inspiring teacher? And what teacher wouldn't want to work in a collaborative environment where his or her peers are supportive and push one another to be better professionally? Now, joining me now to lead this important discussion is my good friend, Ms. Rebecca Carlisle, who you all know as the 2020 GCPS Teacher of the Year. Vex. So good to have you back. Thank you. Thank you, my good friend Bernard. It's good to be back. I just can't stay away. Well, this is the third time you've appeared on the pod. The first time we talked about you winning the Teacher of the Year title. The second time you were on the show, you were joined by 2021 Teacher of the Year, Katie Blum, and you hosted the Toady Takeover Show. And folks, if you haven't listened to both of those podcasts, go back and check them out. Really good. They're fun, entertaining, and had a lot of great information in them. They're really good too, Bernard. So thank you. Um, and y'all even won a couple of awards for them. So great job on y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And those podcasts are great because they highlighted some amazing teachers and the great work that they're doing to support students. So thank you, Bernard, for giving them a space to shine. Absolutely. That's what we're here to do. We're here to support our teachers and highlight their great accomplishments as well as highlight the great things that our students are doing. And you know, Beck, since the last time you were on the show, there's been a big change in your professional life. Tell us what happened. So I changed my education position um, and now get to be up here at the district level. And it has been so different, but it's been great. I am now in HR as Assistant Director of Recruitment and Retention. And my main focus is retention. Our recruitment team does an amazing job. They work so hard and it's been wonderful um, as they've welcomed me and they've been so patient with me as I've made this transition from the classroom. There's so much to learn. And there's it's really amazing to figure out like how many people are in this building in the ISC taking care of so many details. I didn't even know we're a part of our school functioning and everyone does it so well. So my main focus is retention. And so this teacher leadership piece is a huge part of that. So I am excited about today and this teacher leadership discussion. So this is sort of a new career path for you. It is a new career path for me or an extension of the classroom. And so I'm excited to just come alongside and um, support our amazing teachers as they support our amazing students and also the admin that we have in the district who works so, so hard to support all those groups. All right, so you know it's just me and you here talking. Nobody else is listening. Right, right, right. Do you miss the classroom? I do miss the classroom. Um, I miss my students and the banter, and I've had a few emails from them in the last couple weeks um, that have been so sweet and makes me miss them even more. Um, But I hope I'm making them proud out here, and I know they're making me proud every day. So I do miss them. I hope I can go back and surprise them. We're happy to have you up here at district headquarters, and we're excited to see all the work that you're going to do moving forward. And I know that you are super passionate about teaching and building teacher leadership, which is why I have you here. So I'm just going to turn the show over to you. 
All right. Thanks, Bernard. I am super passionate about my job and excited for the opportunity to focus on retention and the things around retention that support it the most, like building up teacher leaders. Um, I've been able to, the past month and a half, focus on pipelines and getting it um, really picked apart and really collaborate with people from the PSC and GOSA and different parts of Gwinnett. And I am so excited to get to get into schools and develop that and build that culture of teacher leadership. And I'm so thankful that Gwinnett is focused on that as well. And part of that is offering this podcast to give some tips to schools and to leaders in schools and to teachers who want to get into teacher leadership to give them tips and insights on how to do that and how to lead themselves well and others well. So I have some wonderful guests today to kick us off on our first teacher leader podcast. And they mean so much to me. And especially since they're doing this, um, how did the kindness of their heart? And because I know they have no time to do this, but I'm so grateful. They are two role models of mine. First, we have Lynn Thornton, who is the proud principal of Jones Middle School. Say hello, Lynn. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. And then we have Teresa Blackman, who is a wonderful teacher leader at Starling Elementary School. Hi. Yay, yay. So we are so excited to um, have y'all, and I'm so thankful that you're offering your time and your wisdom and insight today. I know it's going to be very valuable to everyone listening. I want to just start and frame this with a quick story. It's around this positive prophecy idea. One day I was driving to Arby's and I um, really wanted some Arby's, but I was, it was taking forever to go through the drive-thru and I pulled up to the drive-thru window and the person in the box asking me what my order was, was so excited. He was so enthusiastic, so excited to take my order and loving his job. And I got so excited to give him my order and When I pulled up to the window, he, this young man was standing there confirming my order and right behind him was his manager waving at me, waving thumbs up in the air, pointing at his um, worker in the window, just waving thumbs up. And he said, isn't he so great? And I said, he is so great. He took my order so enthusiastically and he's so happy and he seems happy to be here. And he said, yeah, I just stole him from the Waffle House across the street. So I thought, oh my gosh, that is amazing and such a great example of what it means to really be able to see people and put them into the positions and places and spaces to be able to invest in them, grow them, build that capacity in them and give them opportunities. So the two of you do such a good job at that positive prophecy piece and especially in my life and I know those that you influence as well. So I'm so grateful that y'all are a part of this. We are going to jump into a few questions. So both of you can start off just answering these questions. Lynn, if you want to start first with who is your favorite fictional leader and why? Oh, my gosh. Just such a good question and such an easy question for me to answer. Olivia Pope from Scandal is my absolute favorite fictional leader. She is intelligent, intuitive. She knows her worth. If you're on her team, you are going to win. Um, And then, of course, you know, you have to mention the fact that her outfits were always flawless. So she always looked the part for sure. So that's my favorite fictional leader. I love it. 
What about you, Teresa? I took a different look. Uh, my favorite fictional leader was Professor McGonagall from the Harry Potter series. I just, she's my favorite teacher. She supported the staff. She supported the kids. She knew when to laugh. She knew when to be stern. Um, if I could be a teacher like Professor McGonagall, like, she was amazing. <laughs> I love that. So different and so great. Um, okay, and also for both of you, how do you define teacher leadership? And we'll start with Teresa this time. To me, a teacher leader or teacher leadership, it's someone who's dedicated to the betterment of teachers. Um, oftentimes they're still in the classroom, but they're still stepping outside of their four walls to support new staff, to support admin, um, loving on all of the students and outside of the building, loving on the community. They're just a good model of what teaching is and they encourage other people to do the same. I love that. Um, the one thing that I would add, when I think about a teacher leader, I think about someone who has tremendous influence, you know, someone who has um, been able to identify like their unique skill set. What is it that makes them great? Um, what separates them from the rest? And then they use that particular skill set to grow other teachers as well. So, Teresa, I'm going to ask you this question. Can you tell us about your leadership journey? I am actively still trying to figure out my leadership journey. I've always had a passion for leadership going as far back to like middle and high school. I was class president. In college, I served in student government. I've been great chair. I don't even know how many times. But in teaching, often teacher leadership or leadership is, oh, you're a good teacher. You're going to be an administrator. I don't want to be an administrator. It's, it's finding other paths, other routes that, that encompass leadership and build and support those around you. So I am still working on my journey, just finding a way to mentor and coach and support. Yeah, that is awesome that you pointed that out about maybe not being an administrator, but finding that place where you can lead where you are or leading other teachers wherever that, wherever that leads. And I think that is definitely the goal of building teacher leadership is we want these leaders, these teachers with the highest capacity to to want to stay at their schools and continue to build that investment and, and dig those roots in and offer up that leadership at their local school in the best way possible, which is from the teacher. And then also from the school impact what's happening across the district, because there are so many ways for that to happen. So that's awesome. Thank you so much. Lynn, what are the key enabling factors you think a school needs to make space for teacher leaders? Gosh, that's a great question. I mean, I think you first have to start with a belief that teacher leadership is critical to the success of the school community. I think it starts there. I know that it's a powerful thing when teachers feel valued and empowered. I feel like they have more joy, which is very important on your job. Retention is higher. And the culture and the climate of your school really does thrive when teachers have ownership in everything that's happening around them. That's so good. And you do that so well. You did that for me. You like believe in your people and then you just make that space for them to grow. And like just speaking personally, I mean, you just gave me so many opportunities to step into leadership roles and make mistakes, but also with the best feedback ever so that's so that I could grow but giving me that opportunity and believing me that I could do that you know that's what helped me move forward even if I wasn't ready yet you helped me get to that place 
Well, you know, the, the interesting thing, though, about that is that, you know, people just have to have that desire and willingness too, right, to step out. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what I love most is really taking time to get to know teachers for who they are. And, you know, they're on the front line with our students. And so if we don't spend time in their classroom really validating and affirming um, the blood, sweat, and tears that they give every day and being able to speak to that in a way that resonates with them, I think it really is a disservice. So for me, that's a priority to know my teachers well, to get in and to be able to say, you know what, you are really strong in this area and that resonate with them and then really help to them push them to the next level because everyone benefits from that. So thank you for saying that. Yes, thank you. For both of you, do you want to speak to who is your, like Lynn is one of my mentors, but who is your mentor and what have they taught you in, in this capacity of teacher leadership or just growing in your leadership? I can start. I've had so many different mentors and I've, I've learned so many different things from each of them during different seasons of my leadership journey. I would say most recently, um, Marianne Grimes, who is a retired GCPS principal, is a really great mentor for me. She is or, or was a very strong principal. She's a bold leader who demanded a seat at the table, but at the same time, she has the biggest heart ever. And so I just love how she was able to strike this balance of having this bold leadership, but then also caring about people along the way. And people knew that. And I think when she um, enters a room, everything kind of elevates, the expectations elevate, you know, you kind of sit up a little bit straighter, but she is amazing at coaching and nurturing and just modeling what it looks like to move from good to great. So she is definitely a mentor that I cherish greatly. Thank you, Lynn. Teresa? My mentor is also a former principal. She was a person or is a person who leads with grace and compassion um, and joy it was important to find joy in every day, find something that makes you smile. And she would end every day with, come back for some more tomorrow. I think I love the most how she sees your strengths before you do and just nurtures it and cultivates it before you even realize what's happening. What's happening, you have blossomed into a beautiful flower and you didn't even know that you were being fertilized and made a safe environment. Like, it's okay to fail. It's okay to ask questions. We're going to build this up and we're going to work and learn and grow together. So just seeing that compassionate leadership, that, that's, I think, what makes me love her. <laughs> I love her too. That's great. So we are going to take a quick break. And when we return, we'll continue our conversation with Lynn Thornton, principal of Jones Middle, and Teresa Blackman, teacher leader at Starling Elementary. They say it takes a village to raise a child. The GCPS Foundation takes that to heart. Our goal is to provide support for every student and teacher in Gwinnett County through grants, scholarships, and more. We want to improve student achievement and empower the teachers who make it happen. To believe in the promise of Gwinnett is to be a part of it. We ask for your support. Be a part of the present. Be a part of the future. The future starts here. Make your donation today. Welcome back, and thank y'all so much for joining us. Again, we have with us Lynn Thornton, proud principal of Jones Middle School, and Teresa Blackman, 
wonderful teacher leader at Starling Elementary School. My next question that we're gonna get kicked off with in this segment is for both of you. So Lynn, you can start us off, but the question is what advice would you give to a teacher leader who wants to get started, who wants to find their niche? And this could be to a teacher leader or a principal really, who might be looking to even start teacher leadership at their school. Okay, I think I, I, I think about it in kind of three little ways. So I'll talk briefly about those. Um, the first advice I would give to a teacher that's interested in leadership is to be fully present in the current role that you're in. I think that it's very difficult to have one foot in one position and one foot kind of out of the door. I think if you are just doing your job exceptionally well every single day, that is leadership. I say figure out what it is that you are really good at and teach others that thing, right? So lead others and influence others in that way. You have to know what it is you're good at because what you're good at is not necessarily what the next the person next door to you is good at. And so if we really leverage each other's strengths, then um, you know that 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 growth happens everywhere. And then the third thing is, what is a current problem that exists in your school? Figure out a current problem and then be part of the solution and fix it because you don't need a title to do that. And that really is what leadership is about. It's about solving problems. So that would be my advice to someone who's really looking into moving forward in their leadership. That is golden. Thank you so much for that wisdom. Teresa. My advice to someone who's looking for teacher leadership is to find your passion. Find your passion and pursue all avenues that allow you to foster it. For me, it's mentoring, and I have done Mentor Gwinnett. I've done coach endorsement. I follow every mentor TikToker there is, just building my toolkit up so that I can mentor and coach those around me. So find your passion and dive in. That's great and so helpful. And I think, yeah, start getting people to find out what their passion is. And that's hard when they're so wrapped up into everything. So I think that self-reflection is so good. Lynn, I have another question for you. What do you think are some of the structures or conditions that need to be in a place at a school to help a teacher leadership pipeline be developed? Mm. This is a, an important one. You know, I think that there has to be opportunities for teachers to lead. I think oftentimes in a school, we become very um, narrowly focused on what it is our duties and responsibilities are. And sometimes we're not looking up enough and out enough to see that there are folks around us that can help us um, to move towards the, the vision that we have. And so I think being very intentional about creating opportunities for teachers to lead, but then also when you deem someone a teacher leader, you have to set them up for success. And I think about myself as a leader, um, when there is work that I have to lead, I like to have the information in advance. I like to have time to process the information, to ask questions, to really be able to be knowledgeable about the topic so that I can sell that to my staff. And I think the same is, is true of a teacher leader. They need that same time and information and opportunity to really think about, you know, to be fully invested because then it's very easy to speak about that with passion and then other people will come along because teachers follow other teachers. And then I think having clear and measurable goals and expectations for a teacher leader, right? 
So our teacher leaders are folks who are high performing people. They are driven by getting results. And so when the path is murky, when they're not clear about whether or not they're being successful, because we all know that leadership is tough, I think that they get worn down easily. And then next thing you know, it's I don't necessarily want to be a leader if this is what leadership is about. And so really having those clear goals and taking time to meet with those high performers. Oftentimes as leaders, we spend a lot of time with people that are struggling and sometimes not enough time with our high performing teachers who are craving the feedback and opportunities to lead. And then the last thing I will say is giving teacher leaders opportunities to collaborate with other leaders who are similarly situated and who are pursuing and leading similar initiatives. Because we all know that there is power in numbers. And when we get strong people together in a room collaborating, the things that come from that is just amazing. So those are some of the structures and conditions that I think about as a principal. That is so good. And I really am like honed in on the spending time with the high achievers because high, like you kind of pointed out, teachers follow teachers and I feel like high achievers follow high achievers too. So when they yes. don't feel like they're getting invested in, they might find somewhere else to get invested in and other high achievers could follow them too. So we want to keep them at your school and, and like what you said, Lynn, just taking that time to listen to them, give them that feedback that you said that they are craving yes. um, will be a huge investment in the long run. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Absolutely. Yes. Teresa, you can add to that too, but also while you're talking about this and you kind of already mentioned some, but what are some resources available to support teacher leaders like yourself in establishing teacher leadership pipelines and growth inside of Gwinnett County and outside of Gwinnett County? I think the only thing that I would add to what Lynn said is making sure you establish like clearly defined roles and responsibilities with your teacher leader. Um, I love when you said, make sure you spend time with your high achievers because that's your high achievers are picking up on things that you might have missed. And if you're communicating with them and you're like, okay, you know, I'd love for you to do X, Y, and Z, having those clearly um, defined roles and responsibilities, that's all they need. Just give them a little nudge and your teacher leaders are going to take it and run with it and (laughs) make you look great in the process. As far as resources available here in Gwinnett County, I think my two favorite trainings in my 16 years in education both came from GCPS. And that is the Mentor Gwinnett Program and the Coaching Endorsement. I think every staff member should have to go through both of those programs because they they truly build on each other. Or maybe for me, because again, hello, mentoring. Um, but the way those programs, they, they pour into teacher leadership. They give you amazing resources that I have gone back in and pulled. If I'm sitting one-on-one with a teacher, she needs help with this. I can easily go through those resources, have clearly, like, well-defined practices that have that have worked for years and can have those conversations and coach and support and build those teachers up and set them off for great success. So I will sing those forever. I also love anything that Elena Aguilar t- um, touches, like the art of coaching, the art of coaching teams. Those resources are phenomenal and I lean on them pretty often. Thank you. Yes. And I would retweet about the coach endorsement for sure and mentor Gwinnett and the people that lead those are amazing but yes loved loved my time in both of those experiences teachers as leaders I always have to plug because we love our teachers as leaders and Miss Ward and all the work that she does 
and then also the teacher leader series through staff development that they offer. So lots of resources through the district. And uh, obviously we have two here on the podcast that can help with your mentoring and coaching as well. And I'm just volunteering y'all. So sorry about that. But um, I know, I know that they would love to speak into whatever your situation is at your school, I'm sure. And then I'm always here for you as well. So we're just going to wrap up with this last question before we get to our last segment. And both of you can answer this. And Teresa, we can start with you. How can we recruit and retain more teacher leaders? That's a really good question. I feel letting people know, one, that there are resources, there is support and opportunities. Because often you come in and you're, if you're new in the situation, you don't know where you fit in. But making sure that it is clear you are here, you came with a wealth of knowledge, and we want to pour into you and support you as you lead. Again, having those opportunities where people can step up and know that it's safe to do so, that you're not stepping on toes, that you're not pushing your own agenda. You're just really, really, truly trying to support your school and your district, making sure that's welcomed. Yes. Lynn, what do you have to say about that? You know, I'm reminded of what Teresa mentioned earlier when she was talking about her mentor and that person being someone who would recognize strengths in her before she even saw them. And so when I think about recruiting teacher leaders, I think that that's what it's about because leadership can be kind of a scary thing to step into. And once you kind of raise your hand and say, I want to be a leader, sometimes the connotation around that is is that I have arrived or now I have perfected something and now I am in a position to where I've like earned or I deserve to lead other people. And that's not it at all. You know, you talked about a journey earlier and really that's what it is. And so I think to recruit teacher leaders, it's being able to recognize strengths and unique qualities in folks and really cultivate that and give them the confidence to step out and to try something new, um, whether they succeed or fail, because there's so much in failures. It's so necessary and such a part of the process. And I think knowing that and having that confidence to do that and knowing that no matter what, regardless of the outcome, you're going to be supported and you're going to learn something that's going to make you a stronger leader. I think people can sign on to that. And then retaining them, it's, it's, the, it's the valuing folks. It's the valuing and empowering. And when you have demonstrated um, that you are a high performer, you earn the, the, oppor- the opportunity to be able to be creative and innovative. All of us, no matter what, uh, uh, always should have that, that sense of value just because of who we are and the fact that we've shown up, right? So value should come with that. But when you're a high performer, you definitely have earned um, the opportunity to be able to innovate and be creative. And so allowing people to do that, I think is what keeps teacher leaders around. Mm. So good. Thank y'all so much for all of your wisdom and insight. Like I've said millions of times over and over, and I'll continue to shout it from the rooftops, but we are going to take one last break. And when we return, Bernard will rejoin us so that we can put your knowledge of GCPS to the test during my favorite part of the show called Pop Quiz. So don't go away. Wash your hands! First you need some soap, then scrub.
scrub for 20 seconds. If you don't have a clock near you, then sing the ABC song. Be sure to scrub front and back, under your fingernails, and between your fingers. Dry your hands with a clean towel or a paper towel. For more information, go to www.cdc.gov slash clean hands. Welcome back. Lynn and Teresa, I may not have a time machine, but you're about to go back to that time in your life that may have caused you a full-on panic attack or maybe just a jolt of super confidence. You know, when your teacher gave you a test or a quiz you weren't expecting? In other words, it's time for Pop Quiz. Pop Quiz is a series of multiple choice and or true or false questions about Gwinnett County Public Schools that you have to answer. Now the hope is, at the end of Pop Quiz, our listeners will have learned a few interesting facts about Gwinnett County Public Schools and you. Are you ready? I don't think so. (laughs) We're good. Okay, here we go. Question number one. Where does Dr. Watts say he grew up professionally? A, Memphis, Tennessee. B, Seattle, Washington. Or C, Gwinnett County, Georgia. Yes, definitely C. For the record, I put my C up first. (laughs) Correct. You're absolutely right. Question number two. How many children does Dr. Watts say he has? A, one. B, four, or C, 182,000. I'm going with C. I'm going with with C. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) Question number three, true or false? Last year, our school nutrition program served nearly 30 million meals. I I know it was a lot, so I'm going with true. (laughs) That feels pretty true. 180 days of school times 180 children. Yeah, that's right. See, I'm over here looking at Teresa, and she's doing, like, mental math, calculating things. She seems super confident. But, Lynn, got to be honest with you, I'm getting your answer was a guess vibe coming from you. (laughs) And that's okay. Exactly. No disrespect here. So I'll ask one last time. Are we going with true? We're going for true. Correct. Woo! You guys are on a roll. Let's keep it going. All right. Fourth question. What school's mascot can reach speeds up to 50 miles per hour? A, Discovery High School, B, Paul Duke Sim, or C, Second Year High School? I'm going with C, Second Year High School. I'm going to cheat off her paper. (laughs) I'm going to go with C as well. Correct again. You are killing it right now. Discovery High School, as you know, they are the Titans. Paul Duke Stem, they're the Trailblazers. And of course, Seconder High School, they are the Jaguars. Jaguars, that's right. Mm-hmm. Which is Lynn's cluster. Cool. That's, that's right. right. You had to know that answer, didn't you, Lynn? I had to know that one. Okay. That's why I All went right. first, Teresa, so we'd get that one right. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. That's right. Absolutely. Okay, ladies, this is the final question. I have to be honest with you, it's the hardest one. So, if you need a few minutes to relax, meditate, or even psych yourself up, hey, now is the time. Otherwise, here we go. Would you rather lose your sight or lose your memory? Oh, 
think I'd rather lose my sight. I think I'd rather lose my sight. I've had a lot of fun a few years here on the planet. I'd like to be able to reflect on that. Okay, I'm going the other way because my memory is already bad. So I feel like <laughs> I've already lost my memory. So I think I should keep my eyesight. <laughs> I rely on other people and pictures for the memory. So my family teases me because I like taking pictures of everything, but that is actually how I remember. So I'm gonna go ahead and lose the rest of the memory and keep the eyesight. <laughs> Lynn's like, I'm already on that road already. already so why bad. don't I just keep on going? <laughs> and as much as I'd like to keep going, I have to respect everyone's time. But this has really been fun. Yes, Lynn and Teresa, thank you so much. This was so fun and also so practical. You offered so much insight and I knew you would because y'all are my faves and I'm so thankful for you. Thank you. Thank you. And Bernard, thank you so much for having us. We got to do it again soon. Let's do it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Teaching Gwinnett. You can find us on the GCPS Home webpage, Google Play Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and just about anywhere podcasts can be found. We'll see you next time.